This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, January the 19th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you daily here in Arizona, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Arizona time. What do we do here? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Get yours simply by giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. Or go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, though, you can hang out with that tinfoil nation and get the news to disturb the comfortable where this news is put together, brought to you, and researched by not Aristotle's, not by Socrates. They're both morons. It's brought to you by Jaquin. Joe Jaquin, the man behind the show itself. He is the producer, the master, the director. He's built this show up. Well, let's see. It was built 20 years ago. He took it over as full owner and president just three years ago, I think. Well, this is year three. Year Start three. Year three. And look at you now delivering the same consistent information 20 years now your family has done so you guys got to be proud of that how are you today by the way well you know what happy tuesday it is a tuesday and i'm going to tell you i have rebounded i thought i was going to go down i thought i was going to get the sickness that that my oldest son and their whole varsity basketball team has been devastated they've been leveled and so yesterday great story so my son gets sent home from practice he walked in the gym. Coach is like, you got to get out of here, right? Go to the doctor. I mean, there's half the team is not there. And I'm sitting here at the office, and I'm not feeling that well. And we set it up for my son to go to the doctor. And he's getting to that age where, you know, mom is out of town, right? She's driving back from California with our youngest dad. I felt he can handle this. Get, you got a car? Go do what you got to do. So I, I didn't know. I don't know a lot. I, and I, I think most people, if you've listened to this show at all, understand. I really contribute very little when it comes to the household that is my family. That is my wife's department. I've seen it all firsthand, right? and you are not embellishing at all. You are useless when it comes to rudimentary skills within the household you know, family yeah, right. dynamics. If someone wants to borrow a now, power listen, if tool... They need, if they need money or if they need advice, you're there. Right. I mean, they don't even have to request it. But other than that, changing a light bulb isn't your thing. Not my thing. Not my thing at all. So I tell my kid, Get my wallet, take a hundred bucks. You're gonna have to pay something. I don't know what it is. And I, and I don't. I don't know what it is. So he goes to the doctor and he has strep throat. They give him a prescription for some amoxicillin and he returns. And I, I say, hmm, you know, let's see here. How, what did that cost you? The copay, 35 bones, 35 bucks. I'm thinking, you know, 20 years ago, I paid $5. 
And I remember when it went to five. It used to be free for me. And then I had to pay five bucks. The last time I remember, it was ten. It's now thirty-five dollars for it. And then the prescription for the amoxicillin was fifteen dollars. So it was a it was fifty bones, fifty bucks. I got a brilliant idea. Hey, let's share. So I take an amoxicillin. I got. I know he. You got it. I probably got it. Two birds, one stone. Papa Bear taking care of little right. cub by taking his diagnosis and his pills. Well played, sir. Well played. My wife gets home. She's not even home five minutes. And my son is ratting me out. Next thing you know, my wife starts yelling at me. And I'm like, what are you yelling at me for? She's like, why don't you go to your, the doctor yourself? And I'm like, I just saved us 50 bucks. Well, 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 I'll just tell you, amoxicillin is prescribed um, over a period of time. Take two a day, and he's not going he's gonna to be missing some because you're taking it, and your son's health may be in jeopardy due to your, well, let's just put thrifting, Listen, your thriftiness. I'm just going to say. Or should I say cheapness? Thriftiness. We, everybody knows they overdo the antibiotics. Do they? They overdo it. Is that what doctors are doing, overdoing? They're overdoing pills? it. Okay, man, you can play this any way you want, man. You took your kid's pills. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You are, uh, first of all, let's put it, it paid off. Number one, you're yeah, feeling I'm better. Yeah, I'm feeling way better. Because you went home yesterday after the show. I, you thought, were here I, was, maybe, I thought for you sure. You were here maybe an hour after the show and you, you bounced. You went home. You're like, I'm done. I don't feel good. And I was like, to my surprise, to my surprise, you went home. And look at you. You took your kid's pills. You got a pep in your step. It paid off. There you go. There you go. And you know what? All of you are going to be rewarded for that pep in the step. we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to get you all caught up on all the latest goings on on Wall Street and what happened while we were all sleeping. And if you missed yesterday's show, we'll fill you in as to what happened over the MLK holiday. we got Peter Schiff coming up today, uh, getting his thoughts on where everything's at. A couple of different economic reports coming out of China, and one of them here as well. And how bad is the housing crash? And how rich are the rich people really getting? They're getting rich. And as we go into the show, I'd like to just throw this little current event. Big shout-out, and so sorry to hear... Glenn Fry, co-founder of the Eagles, has passed away. The drummer and from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Passed away. We've we've had, we've lost some David pretty. Bowie, Natalie Cole. I mean, all these musicians dropping like flies. They're dropping like flies. I'm just like so shocked because I don't know if you've seen any episode or any. You saw the Netflix show. Glenn Fry looked healthy. I was yeah, so he surprised yeah. to hear that. So a sad farewell to Glenn Fry. Well, come on back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll see you in a bit. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I feel like Nostradamus, because during the break, uh, uh, my little uh, news feed... Little thing hit hit the hit the newswire. The Congressional Budget Office has raised the estimate for 2016's debt, and I told you it was coming. They didn't raise it by 10 or 20 billion dollars. 
Nope, they raised it by $130 billion. And now they say the estimate is over $600 billion is going to be the fiscal debt for 2016. What do you think happened? Last night, they were saying everything was fine. Debt's not going to go down anymore, but it's not going to go up that much. And then this morning, well, we made, they made a little error. Nah, the accountants at Price Waterhouse came in and said, who's doing your math? Who is adding this stuff up for you? How can you guys, you guys are so far off? You were really close. We just need to add another $130 billion to the number and, and get used to this. Because 2017... 2018, 2019, get used to these. Oh, by the way, did we tell you we're going to add another $130 billion? It's like my, my kids' sports programs. Every time I turn around, they need, an, it seems like $325 is the going number I'm getting all the time. Hey, we just need another 325 bucks. That's like the federal government coming out and saying, yeah, we just need another $130 billion. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. You know, you start doing some math, and you're like, well, $130 billion this year, next year, the year, five years from now, all of a sudden, we're looking at another $650 billion on top of the $650 billion that we're already in the hole. You add those two together, and all of a sudden, you got about, you know, a trillion and a half dollars. No worries. It's not going to affect any. You know what? That's going to have no effect. I'm going to do like the talking heads on TV. Ah, that's not going to have any effect on the economy. Nah. Fine. It's another $130 billion. Doesn't matter. Trillion. Trillion. I have two trillion. It's not going to have any. Don't worry, Americans. It's not going to affect you at all. Did you see now where they said that the they only need the 62 richest people and they have more money than half of the population of the world. Those are some rich people, man. <laughs> Those are some really rich people. And then they said that the 1% now owns more than all the 99% combined. And this is kind of the pattern that we see. And this is what happens when you enter into uh, uh, a what we'll call a economic growth based on debt. You have more and more. You have a few. You have a few that hit it big. But the vast majority end up going the wrong way. We talked yesterday about how in the re recession, before the recession started, there wasn't even 20 billion people on food stamps in this country. There are 20, 20 billion. Now I'm saying it. 20 million people. There's 45 million of them now. You know, you start doing some quick math. We added about 28 million people to food stamps. We maybe, if we were lucky, if we were lucky, maybe you got 10,000 people that got into the 1% at the expense of 28 million other people. Donald Trump this morning uh, came out with, you know what, here's what's funny. Quick little poll here at the office. 
I announced, after reading this headline, I'm starting to like this Donald guy. I'm still a little nervous about him, but I'm liking him. And by the way, his comments today or last night, Donald Trump said that he is warning Apple. The U.S. is most profitable company. That he, that if he is elected, that he will force Apple to manufacture all of its products in the United States. And of course, I'm one of those people. I'm all for that. We need those jobs back here again. If we truly want to have economic prosperity, and you know what? They knew this in 1971. Americans got to buy American. It's the only way. And Homer says, I don't like that guy. Sick of him. Wendy says she's voting for Bernie Sanders. What is going on? I did not say I did not like his politics. I'm just saying he is so you played. Said, you said you're I sick of him. I'm sick of him. Everything that comes out of his mouth is negative. And he thinks nobody can tell him what to do with his money, but he's going to tell Apple what to do with theirs? Is he just going to come in and executive order exactly what we're hating about what Barack Obama's doing? Let me tell you right now. Here, here is the, here's the bottom line. All of these major corporations, well, well before Apple ever came around, sure, changed the law that allowed this to happen. And all this Donald Trump is saying is, hey, listen, we need to change the law again and get this back in order. What he's saying is we need these jobs back in America. Absolutely. Well, Captain Obvious, we've been saying that on this show for how long? Your uncle was saying it. But you know what, though? Now we got a guy running for president that at least least he's saying it. I'm glad he's saying it. I I mean, that's more than anybody else is doing. And you know what? It's... It's one of those things, like today, just another prime example. Right? Bernie Sanders out there, he he wants to tax everybody. Bernie Sanders. Wendy loves him. I did not know this. I didn't know Wendy loves him. Listen, this is confusing times. You know know what? what? The next time she steps out the office, I'm locking the door. Here's the funny thing. I get it. This is how bad it really is. We don't know who's who. We don't know who's left. We don't know who's right. We don't even necessarily think that any of these people can actually deliver on any of the BS they talk about. Remember? Well, remember the contingency that if your audience wears tinfoil hats. Right. And And we all live in the basement. And I'm here to tell you that some of us also believe that there's a conspiracy that Donald Trump is not a serious contender. He is helping the Democratic side with his rhetoric. Or is it real? Like you just said, we don't know what to believe. We don't know what to believe. And we're sitting there, and, and, and I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, today, right now, the Dow started this morning. It was going to be a big. All because the economic data out of China, they missed every number. GDP growth, the worst in 25 years. They had bad retail sales numbers. Surprise, surprise, just like we did here. Horrible industrial production numbers, and everybody started the cheerleading junk again. Oh, China's got, they're going to do more quantitative easing, or they're going to throw more money at it, and happy days are here again. And then you started 
Time started to go on, and we had earnings from Bank of America, which we're going to talk about why it was that those earnings shouldn't be believed. Home builder sentiment came in. The home builders are starting to lose confidence. Big article in the Wall Street Journal today. Oil slump hitting Houston's home market. Talking about sales down double digits, and, and it's starting to spread. Peter Schiff was out. Uh, this was the other day talking about where he thinks the economy's headed. All of you need to pay attention. Ramon, play Peter Schiff. Well, Peter, last time we spoke, you said the uh, Fed rate hike was going to be disastrous for the market. We have been down about 8% since that rate hike, but certainly other factors out there have impacted the action that we're seeing, China being one of them. Um, Want to get your take on what's happening now? Well, I don't think what's happening in China is the reason for the market decline. I think the reason the market is going down is because the Fed pricked the bubble. The Fed raised rates. Now, you can claim that one of the reasons that the Chinese market is selling off is because of what the Fed did. All of these problems are emanating from the Fed, yet we're trying to rationalize it by trying to pretend that what's happening in the U.S. stock market has to do with factors beyond our control. And I think that is a way to rationalize what's happening so that people can continue with this narrative that everything is fine, that the Fed uh, is, you know, we have a legitimate recovery, that the Fed can continue to raise interest rates and everything is going to be great when all we had was a bubble and all the problems that everybody believes were solved have actually been exacerbated during the seven years of 0% interest rates and quantitative easing. And so now the Great Recession of 2008 is going to resume in earnest because the problems are bigger than ever, and I think the market is going to continue to be under some pressure until the Fed rescues it. You know, Buller just threw it a bone this morning. That might right. be why we're having a rally today by suggesting that oil prices being lower than he thought means that there won't be enough inflation and so maybe the fed should consider that uh when it hikes rates i think this is meant to kind of placate the markets you know bullard is the guy that saved the markets back in august of 08 when he in august rather last year when he hinted uh qe4 Right. Peter, let me ask you this and go back to the first point that you made, that the uh, bubble was pricked by the, the Fed here and that the Fed has an impact on what's happening in China. Break that out for me a little bit more so the viewers really understand why the Fed has an impact on uh, the, the negative uh, sentiment that we've seen there. Well, what's happening in China is you're having pressure on their currency, the yuan, because many other currencies have already dropped on anticipation of all these rate hikes that are never actually going to materialize. So it's the weakness in Yuan that's causing the capital flight from the Chinese markets. But all of that is based on the Fed raising rates and the erroneous belief that a lot more rate hikes are going to follow, that this is going to be some kind of normal tightening cycle. It's but not. But is that it's an erroneous be belief? Because even since the first hike, people have been discounting the fact that we're going to see four hikes this year. Nobody is saying that anymore. Well, the Fed is still saying that. If, and, but I don't think that it's going to happen. And meanwhile, look at where the, re, the, the economy is. I mean, we could already be in a recession. The fourth quarter is going to be extremely weak. It's, it'll probably be below 1%. It might even be negative. We'll see. Uh, for the fourth quarter of last year. But for the first quarter of this year, there's a very good chance we're going to have a negative number. Look at how disastrous all the retail sales have been. Corporate earnings are declining. Many of these stocks are blowing up. Look at the transports. The Dow transports are down at close to 30%. I mean, this is the most economically sensitive indicate, uh, in average, and they should be benefiting from the cheap oil prices. Instead, the index is collapsing. People are whistling past the graveyard here. It's very reminiscent of after the NASDAQ bubble burst 
Everybody said, oh, don't worry about that. It's confined. It's just one segment of the market. There's nothing to worry about. It's not going to affect the economy. They said the same thing in 2007, 2008, when the subprime bubble burst. Oh, don't worry about it. It's contained to subprime. It's just housing. It's not going to affect the economy. This, pe when people believe something that's false, they tend to hold on to those beliefs, and it takes a long time before they finally concede uh, that what they were believing all along was not true. Boy, isn't that just another great picture? And we talked the other day about how the Federal Reserve and, and the, they keep trying to change the picture, keep trying to change the channel on us. And he brought up James Bullard and how, how back in the summer, remember when Wall Street collapsed the last time there, right? We, we had news out of the, China revaluing the renminbi and, and the Dow was crashing and he came out on television and said QE4. And, and miraculously, oh, see, everything's fixed again. And, and, of course, the Fed raised rates, and now he came out on TV at the end of last week trying to fix it all again, but it didn't work. Because as more and more of the data comes out, more and more people are starting to realize every channel they keep trying to turn it to, Homer says he's tired of Trump because everything he says is negative. But every time we turn the channel, that's what we're seeing. Another negative report. Today, just having a CBO, $130 billion. Well, there's not a lot of positive to report. A added to that, right? We're going to talk about Bank of America, why its stock just went negative about five minutes ago. What was wrong with their earnings report? Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Really confusing times, you know. I don't know if you feel the same, but Stephen Hawking, you the know, physicist, you, uh, the known physicist and genius in America. He's originally from England, I think, but yeah, he's the guy in the wheelchair, yeah, and and everybody. And if he's not the smartest person on the planet, he's pretty close, right? I mean, he's. They would have you believe. Right? That's but it's a far, in fact, far, based on IQ, he is right there. As far as I know, right? He he is one of the smartest guys in the room. You know, he, he he's starting to scare me because he's talking about, hey, if we don't start watching what we're doing here with this artificial intelligence, that the human race could cease to exist in 100 years. Sounds like a bad movie, and I think Will Smith was in Will it. Will Smith was in it, right? I mean, you know, I sit there, and I always have been a believer in, you know, you, you put away gold and silver because you want to you want to protect your wealth. You want to ensure your wealth, wealth preservation. And 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 I always believed, you, you know, you did you do it the best way possible, which in my eyes is, hey, I want to buy things that are legal, lawful, constitutional tender, things that I could buy, sell, trade, and don't have to worry about Social Security numbers and 1099s, things that are going to most likely be exempt from gold confiscation. And, of course, that's all, you know, pre-1933 U.S. gold minted by the United States. All of that classified now as collectibles. And now Stephen Hawking, because I, 
And then there's the, and I guess there's a second time, you know, people think out there, hey, I may have to use it as money, right? I may have to use it to buy stuff with, barter with. Sure. Right, and I always, I'm always in the other, I'm in that the wealth preservation camp. And obviously I still, I own silver, I own some, and I own fractional gold just in case. But the, the biggest part of my portfolio is going to be in 20 and $10 gold pieces. Sure. But now Stephen Hawking has me wondering, what if that happened? What, that, our artificial intelligence? I go to the beginning, the beginning of our show. Only one percent of the country what's the is going to be able to own right. a robot. What, what's, the, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to shut down the banks, right? Because all your money's in. They do. You, you're done. I don't know. Just something to think about. Throw that on top of. Just throw that on the li- list of. He things thinks that the robots work. are going to take over. Yeah, he thinks we're being extremely reckless with artificial intelligence. With artificial intelligence, and says that. If we don't get in line here, that we're going to, the, the robots are going to take over. Maybe Donald Trump shouldn't have Apple build all their stuff here. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> I don't know. Just something I just never know where this show is going to turn. 40% of Americans who are capable of working but don't have a job, okay? So you, you, you look at people of working age. And the ones that don't have a job, 40% of those, it's almost, almost, not quite half of the people that are of working age that don't have a job said they have given up completely on looking for work. In other words, they become the permanent underbelly of rot and unproductivity of the American dream. The findings of a survey conducted by Express Employment Professionals show that the longer an individual has been out of the labor force, the more likely that they are to stay out of it and say they've given up looking completely. 55% of those out of the workforce for more than two years say they're, they're done. They're not looking ever again. They're done looking for work. So as as you stay out of work longer, the bigger percentage chance of you're, you're done ever being a productive member of American society again. Now, I, can I throw something in on that? Imagine being 57 years old. Your retirement ain't there. Social Security is the only thing you're going to lean on, and you're out there looking for a job. You have high education. You have all you have you have what it takes to be gainfully employed, but you can't find a job. But no one's going to hire you for a lesser position, right? Because hey, wait a minute, you you are making sixty, seventy, eighty k. We're not going to pay you forty. You're overqualified. You're overqualified. There are so many roadblocks in finding a job right now. If you're that person who's say 40 to 60 years old and you're in there and you have that education you have everything and your company shut down or you were ripped or you were whatever you find yourself in the marketplace looking for a job i'm here to tell you you better humble yourself if you want to make some bucks or hey take it easy and take that easy street and just take you know well there's the government yeah. assistance there's, yeah right there's nothing easy about it right you're on you're permanently now an un- unproductive member of society and all this is happening and you know what you turn on the idiot box and every one of these people that they put out in front of you tells you how great the job market is 
And it's nothing but a lie. They know they're lying, but they don't care. Because all they want to do is convince you that this failed plan of buying stocks, buying debt in these companies is going to lead you to prosperity. It is not. And now we sit here and we've got double and triple the amount of people on food stamps than we've ever had before. And, it, and, and the funny thing is, is this is what, year seven of this recovery? And the number's not going down. I mean, it, it, it got to 46 million. Now it's 45 million. But it's been, staying, it's been at 45 million for the last two years. And now all the reports are saying, what, what, what happened? And the answer is simple. These people have just given up. Because we took it all away. When you look at why it is, you can go directly back to where all of these major companies and all of these financial institutions wined and dined our elected politicians and they voted to change the laws that allowed these companies to move their jobs, to move their productivity, to move their production to another country. And it didn't even matter what country it was. Socialist, communist, they didn't care. And now they sit there and they talk about buying back their own stock to, to keep the illusion of prosperity going, and all the while they say they can't understand what's wrong. Right? They don't want to admit, hey, remember when we told you you didn't want those jobs? Yeah, that was a lie. Now all of a sudden, we've got almost half of the people that are collecting unemployment or don't have a job saying, we're never working again. And that's going to lead us to economic prosperity? I don't think so, my friends. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. How many points on the Dow is worth getting our jobs back? I'm just wondering. If the Dow had to go back to 10,000, would that be worth having all these jobs back? How about 8,000? Would that be worth having all the jobs back? This is the question we need to start asking. Because here's what happened. Their little plan of all of us getting 401Ks and mutual funds and IRAs and all that, it didn't work. The Dow was supposed to be 40,000. They took away our jobs to have the Dow at 40,000. And said, this is going to lead us to prosperity. Dow's at 16,000. They missed it. By a little bit. Just missed it by a little bit. So I ask all of you. Because you know that's what they're, they'll, they'll scream bloody murder. What will happen to the stock price if Apple's got to build stuff in America? Right? So what's worth it? 
Bank of America today came out. They beat earnings by a penny. Hello, congratulations. You know how they did it? Well, they laid off 10,000 people this year. That was number one. Then number two, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, they came out two weeks ago and said that a third to half of all oil and natural gas drillers are going to go under because of the price of crude oil and the price of natural gas. They're going to go under. Today in their earnings report, Bank of America said that they had $21 billion worth of oil and natural gas loans. Do you know how much of those loans Bank of America decided to write off? You know, you're 50%? thinking... 50%? Well, 50%, that'd be, that'd be really forthright. But that would... They only made $3 billion. So that would obviously probably close to bankrupt them. How about 10%, right? Maybe they wrote off a couple billion dollars. No. They wrote off 3%. Just enough. They didn't write off 4% because 4% they wouldn't have been able to beat the number. Amazingly, they wrote off just enough of these oil and, and natural gas loans so they could beat the number by a penny. Well, you've got to show your shareholders that there's a profit at the end of the year. <laughs> right? <laughs> How much can we write off? See, to me, that's just fixing and cooking books. And this is the problem. It's still going on. We didn't fix too big to fail. If Bank of America came out and told the truth and their stock got black, by the way, their stock was up 2.5% now debt. People have figured it out. Now now the lowest level in two and a half years. But just remember, they didn't fix any of these things. And you know what? Here's the sad part. If they had done the right thing, if they had let these companies fail, if they had sent these CEOs and, and these VPs and they had sent them to prison, we wouldn't be worrying about these shenanigans going on Still, here we sit in 2016, and they're still doing it. Still cooking the books, still trying to misrepresent the fact. And you know what? One of their analysts is going to come out on television later today and tell all of you to buy stock. And this is the problem. This is the new world that we live in, where somehow we've decided that the institutions that we should hold to the highest integrity, to the highest standards. They're the ones that are in, you know, they're in charge of your money. Right every time your, your check is directly deposited into the bank, it no longer becomes yours. And these people you are entrusting with your money And the lying, the cheating, the stealing, the misrepresenting, however you want to call it, whatever good, nice name you want to put on it. You think it's an accident? You think it was coincidence? They wrote off just enough so they could beat it by a penny? Even though their own analysts had come out two weeks earlier and said a third to half are all going under.
And then you sit there. You know what? Here's the great thing. It's days like today. It's earnings reports like Bank of America's that keep me going. As people start to, to realize, they start to take inventory of where it is all of their wealth is, the little bit that you have. You know, you, you, you wake up every single day, right? You, you put your pants on, put your boots on, and you go to work. It's like Homer said, like yesterday, I was I went home, I wasn't feeling well, but I knew today I had to make sure I had to get better. I had to be here. I had to get to work. For what? So these financial institutions can just take your money? Right? Not focusing on the facts. Let's change the channel. Right? Let's change the channel. Let's talk about something else. Right, we, we don't want to talk about that. <clears throat> Patriot Radio News Hour. You think they fixed it? I'm telling you, not only did they not fix it, they've just made the problem worse. Final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Who are you voting for? Man. I, I, I will tell you just... I don't know, know what... To, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I really don't. Well, nothing's giving you a peaceful, easy feeling, and you're not standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. There you go. A little, a little tribute sh- there. A little tribute there. <laughs> but this is why you call the Patriot Trading Group. Days like today when the CBO says, you know what, I know the year's already a third over the fiscal year almost a third over we needed to add another 130 billion to the deficit but don't worry everything's going to be fine that's not going to hurt anything bank of america comes out with their sham earnings right and you're like again didn't we just go through this right didn't we fix all this baloney and then of course my my <laughs> My new thing, Stephen Hawking says the computers are going to take over. Maybe we are going to need gold and silver to barter with. Today's special, and and I will tell you, and it's only what, the 19th day of 2016. I don't know that we'll run this special again this year. Because what we're going to run is it's darn near impossible. We're, we're putting together a fractional gold and silver limited edition special that has the type, the $1 type 1 and 3s Liberty gold pieces, the $1 pieces. These were minted from 1849 to 1889. I mean, these are way back along with the $2.5 gold pieces. You know, the Indians, 08, 1908 to 1929. Of course, the Liberties, uh, which was the series before that one. And you look at the Liberties that were minted between 1840 
the two and a half, eighteen forty to nineteen oh seven. So you get the the Liberty, the one dollar Liberty Gold piece, the two and a half dollar Liberty Gold piece, the smallest fractional legal lawful pre nineteen thirty three non confiscatable gold you can buy. The one dollar and the two and a half dollar. And then we're gonna throw a roll of silver half dollars to silver eagles. We got it's another back to a month out again for US silver eagles. So you're gonna get twenty silver half dollars and the two smallest fractional legal, lawful, constitutional, non confiscatable, non reportable gold coins this country emitted and the one dollar and the two and a half dollar. 700 bucks delivered. No, all, shipping is included. 700 bucks. The two gold pieces in this, they're not the regular circulated gold pieces. Now, these are VFs and XFs. These are really nice-looking material. I've only got 60 total pieces. That's it. $700.00. Free shipping, everything included. You can put them on your credit card. Do what you got to do. 800-951-0592. Just in case the machines do take over. You may need some barterable material. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everyone have a great day. We'll be back for Hump Day tomorrow. 